One of the greatest gifts of being a blogger or podcaster is the ability to give a voice to the voiceless. Meeting Charleston introduces Charleston's exciting local business minds to the community. And the Holy City Center takes everyday news stories, amplifies them, and puts them in a context that makes them easily digestible. It was never our intention to be a voice during moments of crisis. But based on the current events, both nationally and right here in Charleston, we want to share our platforms with those who are trying to be the leaders that our community needs. We are here to bring our followers an open discussion and introduce them to some new voices that may be the local drivers for change as we move forward. Welcome to the Uniting Charleston podcast series. We hope you enjoy. Right, we are here with Peyton Raven, who's a graduating senior at Wando High School and an active member at Seacoast Church. She's also a photographer with the Wando Tribal Tribune newspaper and a former captain at the Wando cheer team. Peyton, what, um, what inspired you to become active in this movement? Um, I think I've been really inspired. I think I've been really inspired by uh, George Floyd's death because um, this year I think I've grown a lot as a person being my senior year and getting ready for the real world and going into college. So I think I really wanted to start speaking up for what I believe in because I've seen this happen many, many times um, in the past. But, you know, being younger, I don't think I really understood everything and saw all the aspects of the case and everything. So I think with this one, I've really understood more and I and I really have grown to understand why this needs to stop happening and how I can be an active voice to my friends and my family. Awesome. So one of the things that like, you know, at my age, I feel pretty distanced from is, you know, how the many of the people of your generation, the people that are you know, going to be the future leaders of our community are taking this and active, active, activating, mobilizing. Um, tell us about like, just your experience with your, in your own community, with your friends, and, and how, you know, how seriously people are taking it, or do you feel like there's a, some sort of consensus on how people are moving forward, or does, or does it seem just as divided at your age group as it does sometimes at ours? Um, I think uh, our age group is probably definitely maybe like around like, like 70, 30, like a lot of us, you know, we want to see change and we're with the Black Lives Matter movement and we understand that things need to be different. But I think um, there are a lot of people at my high school who really don't understand and who are majority part of the white community and really don't see that, you know, there is like an ongoing problem going on and they don't understand why things should change. So I think that it's good to address it early in high school and so that they know that, like, you know, little mistakes that people may think or things that people say in high school really do develop into bigger problems that we see today. Has there been any sort of, have you, ever, have you had any sort of, prior to this, any sort of personal interaction with law enforcement or anything that kind of developed into your own uh, thought process? Or is this mostly something that you've observed through, you know, other people in your community as well as some of these national stories that we're experiencing? No, I have not had any encounter with law enforcement. So this is definitely just uh, wanting to speak out and wanting to see a change. Cool. So tell you went down to one of the protests. Obviously, that was a pretty unique experience. Kind of tell us what you what your experience was like when you were there yes i originally went down uh specifically to take pictures for the newspaper but you know i decided you know i'm down here i might as well just make my voice heard and join the march and everything so we i know the march 
They were primarily... Uh, Which day was this? This was Sunday, last okay. Sunday. And they, I know they were near the foot of the bridge right off East Bay Street going on to the Ravenel, but they had had it blocked off by SWAT team members. And then they started making their way downtown maybe at around 3.30 to 4. And we walked around, they walked around uh, maybe on Calhoun and they went down in Francis Marion and then tried to make their way back on King, but they had blocked off King Street, and they had the corner of King and Calhoun, they had SWAT team members there, and then we were marched back into Marion Square, they kind of pushed us back in, and then that's when we started seeing, you know, the National Guard show up, and more SWAT team members, and we were a very peaceful uh, group of protesters, but um, I learned that we had our, our permit expired at 12 p.m. that day. And we heard on the loudspeakers from the SWAT truck that, you know, they deemed it unlawful and, you know, that we needed to disperse, but they didn't tell us why, so we really didn't understand why. So we were maybe in Marion Square for about 45 minutes and we kneeled and we chanted and we really, a lot of us really didn't try not to clash with the cops or anything, um, but they, started getting a little more pushier, you know, you you all need to disperse. It started giving us a time limit and everything. And we started backing up through, backing off Marion Square, more towards King Street and Calhoun. And um, I think we had maybe two or three people who started, you know, throwing water bottles and, you know, just getting in their face, trying to say that, you know, like, we're not violent, we're not against y'all or anything. We really just want to see things change and, that's when we started seeing, you know, the pushing and the shoving, and eventually they deployed tear gas. So it was definitely a, a very crazy, crazy sight to see. How, how many people do you feel like just ballpark were down there? Like, what, you know, do you have a sense of how many protesters there were or how many police officers there were? There were maybe about, I'd say, 50 or so protesters and maybe, maybe 50 to 75. And... With the SWAT team, there were probably about 20 or 30 on one side and then 20 or 30 on the other side behind us and then uh, maybe 15 and 20 at the corner of King Calhoun. So they were spread out for the, for the whole park. So just eyeballing it, there were more law enforcement people there yes, than protesters. Definitely. Did you feel during that time unsafe or scared? Like, what were your feelings during all this, seeing, you know, uh, police and SWAT team members? And then obviously once tear gas is deployed, how were you feeling during all that? Um, I was definitely scared. I wasn't scared at first, but I think once I saw not the police officers that were standing in front of us that we were uh, chanting at, but the ones that were, they were more on the side near the hotel over there and the restaurant over there who started, you know, kind of like, boxing us in sort of so that's what made me really nervous and I was like okay maybe we should take a step back and because I I was there with a group of friends so I was like maybe we should distance ourselves just a little bit just in case you know things do start to get a little crazy yeah so it was it was very scary to experience so you mentioned briefly that some people were throwing water bottles was that like one or two off incident or like did it did it feel like that escalated things or did it feel like it was an excuse to escalate things? Because I, 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 I'm interested just in trying to understand exactly how those things progress. I think it was definitely an excuse 
to escalate things because we like the right before the water bottles i think i have it on video there was um a guy with the trumpet there we were clapping we were singing we were peaceful we were having a good time you know having fun while you know speaking up for what's right and wanting things to change and it just definitely started going downhill so and so, so they deployed tear gas, and then what happened? Everybody just dispersed, and that was kind of it? Um, no, actually. They deployed tear gas. I think maybe a few people got arrested. I know one of my friends, um, one of my brother's friends got arrested while being out there. But they didn't leave for a long time. Uh, they were probably, after tear gas deployed, they were probably still in, in Francis Marion for another half hour. And we... Us, us and my friends, we were towards the back near the Francis Marion parking garage uh, and near the National Guard because that's where I parked. But no, they stayed in Francis Marion for a long time. And then finally, the National Guard got there and they, they were like, you know, we're going to let you march, but you can't be in the park. So you can't be in the Francis Marion. Um, you can't be in the Marion Square. So how did they deploy that messaging? Was it like somebody walking up and talking to the group or is this all over loudspeakers? Like, was, was there any sort of an attempt to like, having sort of dialogue or engage, or was it very much like, you know? It was very much uh, one-sided, uh, one-sided conversation, just the police, you know, using the loudspeakers on the, on the big SWAT trucks. And then once the, I think the people who backed up more, uh, the National Guard was right there on King Street, and those were, those guys were really nice. And uh, so we talked to them, and they were like, you know, like they decided to like go march, so they ended up, uh, being able to keep marching throughout the day. But I think they, it was probably about 4.30, and I know they were only allowed to march till 6 because they had a curfew that night. So based on what you're saying, it sounds like they were trying to get people to disperse from Marion Square, but they were cool with you guys protesting outside of that space. Yes, Is that what yes you're but I know they, they wanted to keep us off King Street, too, so... And that right and the the rioting and destruction happened Saturday night. This is Sunday afternoon. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so we knew that things were probably going to be a little more iffier. And day. what what time did they tell you approximately that you can start marching? You can't be in Marion Square, but you can march. That was around four thirty. Okay, and then they enact the curfew at six, and it goes countywide. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I keep forgetting you don't have a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shout. Um, Cool. So, so what are some of the, you know, I think a lot of people are protesting, people are angry, but specifically, what are some things that you think we should start looking at in terms of actual changes that can make a difference? Um, I think that we should start uh, thinking about maybe adding more training hours to um, police academies, because um, I read that they only, they only have about 100 hours to train, and then, you know, they go out to our streets and they enforce the law, and I think that's absolutely crazy because, you know, to go into med school or to go into law school, that takes so many years and hours of studying and hours of practicing. So I think that that should definitely be the same with, you know, the people who are going to, you know, keep crazy people off our streets and and enforce the law, you know, physically. So I think that that should definitely require more hours of training. Um, I think that maybe... Just uh, having more emotional training, too, and knowing not only how to handle, you know, people who may be a little more vocal about what they're being arrested for and, you know, maybe trying to de-escalate the situation with words and not actions, because I know that it's not only an issue uh, with Black people, but um, also people with special needs who may 
accidentally have encounters with the police and the police don't know how to handle them. So that's a very big issue too. For as far as you personally, you this is uh, kind of a new um, exploration for you, find protesting and getting involved like this. Do you have anything specific that's, that's next for you in this field? Um, or are you just kind of seeing where things go and, and kind of learning? What, what's your plan? Um, no, nothing specific. I just want to... Um I just want things see change, things change because you know I think it's in this day and age it's so exhausting being a person of color because you know I know maybe every every day or so I think about you know what would happen if my brother got pulled over by the cops I know how my brother is and sometimes he's confused and sometimes he gets scared and or if it was my stepdad or my dad and that's a scary fear that I have all the time to think what if something goes wrong you know I don't want you know my brother or my dad to just be like another statistic or just be you know a, a name and another chant I don't want that at all <laughs> <laughs> wonderful sound effects <laughs> at the podcast was there any other message that you that you have for our listeners that, that you you know you want to the community here in Charleston to know or what they can do to get involved that you think would make a difference? Um, I think that they should definitely just keep having conversations about change and, you know, this shouldn't be a taboo topic. This should be things that are discussed in households every day. And I think that it's very important to teach your children young that, you know, racism is not okay. Uh, Using violence is not okay in certain situations. And I just think that teaching them young will will really help to raise good kids and good people in society. I think you're right. I think we uh, definitely can be taught you know, to love or hate our neighbors and those types of things for sure. So uh, do you guys have any other questions for Peyton? I think I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing of your course. thoughts. I appreciate Thank you so much it. For having me. Thank you. <laughs>